So you're Carl. That's what everyone calls me, yes. I'm never gonna fucking call you Carl. They don't know. No. She hasn't noticed that you weigh 400 pounds? That you never sleep? Our relationship is not physical. She appreciated that they could change diapers efficiently and without any complaints. I'm reliable, I'm a very good listener, and I'm extremely funny. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to Podcast Part 3, the Part 3 Podcast, your go-to source for all things about movies that may or may not have come after two other movies. Uh, I am Sam, and with me is um, the co-writer of Asylum Pictures' The Terminators, so he's a very (laughs) special guest this week. Will Morey is with us. I am Will, and yes, I did write a Terminator knockoff called The Terminators. Or as uh, I believe Daniel and I pitched, Cybernator. Cybernator, yeah. They they didn't even go for that. They wanted they, Terminators. They, the, 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 that's just, I'm sorry, I, I expect better from the Asylum. <laughs> where's, where's the day the Earth stopped? Or a well, Sunday I, I, school musical? I, I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to derail the whole thing with the development process of my uh, truly uh, wonderful Terminator knockoff. But I, I think because the ending of the movie occurs in a space station, I think they wanted to allude to aliens more than Terminators, and I, I, I don't know. So yeah, you're right. Let's just let let's leave it alone. <laughs> Uh, well, folks, if you haven't guessed yet, this week we are talking about The Terminators 3. The three, essentially third Terminators in the, much like Predator, oft-rebooted Terminator franchise. So we're talking about Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines from 2003, Terminator Genesis from 2015, and Terminator Dark Fate from 2019. The, uh, as of this moment, the last Terminator movie, as far as we all know. Although Cameron's, Cameron's made, uh, threats, mentions of making another one, but... Well, you know when Cameron <laughs> promises a sequel, that means you can expect it anywhere from one to, uh, 15 years later. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He'll get around to it along with Avatar 3, 4, 5, and 6, <laughs> and eventually the, uh... A 4K Masters of True Lies and the Abyss. <laughs> and the Alita Battle Angel sequel. And Anyway, on to uh, time-traveling, fucking time-traveling robots. Oh, my God. <laughs> or goddamn time-traveling robots. Oh, <laughs> when are they going to let the time... The time travel is killing this franchise. I swear to God. It is... It's like... Uh, all right. Terminator... Terminator 2. Much like Alien and Aliens, there's there's nothing left to say. They are, like, the best low-budget and big-budget, like, sci-fi actions. Essentially, the original is essentially a slasher movie. Yeah. Unstoppable Killing Machine, Final Girl, Super 80s, super low-budget. It's awesome. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's, it's the one that, as I get older, I think I like the most. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't, yeah, like you say, what more is there to say about Terminator? It's a classic, it's a classic for a reason, it, it, it and Conan made Arnold Schwarzenegger a star, it made James Cameron's career, I mean, there's, there's like, there's not much more to say about it, it's like a, a perfect, like, it's a perfect movie, from beginning to end. 
for a director who is known for hating to have any limitations in his work and in his visual effects and for being an incredible perfectionist the terminator is is the is an the ultimate like art through adversity <laughs> like sci-fi movie cuz everything that needed to go right went right and they had to get so creative and the things that work in that movie elevate it above its flaws which many of which are just budget restrictions right. and the fact that it's from 1984 and it is aggressively 1984 <laughs> but like it, it, there is i'd say in the pantheon of like you cannot separate a role from an actor like is i don't think there's anything bigger than arnold schwarzenegger as the terminator yeah. considering it was going to be lance henriksen at one point it was going to be oj simpson at one point which, if that had been the case, that movie would just be a punchline now. Right, yeah. It, but yeah. Arnold is perfect. Yeah. And then everyone cast around him is perfect in contrast to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was the thing, like, what uh, John Milius and uh, Cameron, what James Cameron realized was that uh, Schwarzenegger wasn't the best actor at the time, but he was, he just had so much presence and could command the screen. So if you don't give him a lot of dialogue, but sort of get him into doing stuff like on screen it could work out and that's why like massive stretches of of conan is basically a silent movie and uh and you have arnold playing a killing a robot killing machine who doesn't have a whole lot of like things to say anyway so um i think cameron was very smart in the way that he used schwarzenegger and and then I think that's a good segue into the sequel because I think it was also very smart to use Schwarzenegger's then mega star, star status to make him the hero of the second movie, which is basically a remake of the first one with a bigger budget and a little bit more thematic stuff because it basically becomes this, it turns the slasher movie into this operatic um, epic, you know? And, and it takes a character who's you know, you only know of, for, like, he's never seen in the first movie right. in that, you know, all right, if you don't know, Terminators are sent back in time to kill the leader of the post-apocalyptic human resistance, John Connor, but they go back in time to kill his mother before John is even born. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, John's now a kid, and another Terminator is sent back to protect him while a different Terminator is trying to kill him. Right. Uh, and... And that's so that's the first time you actually meet John Connor, the most important and most botched character in this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I think he works. I, okay, so I think it's hard to separate how much I, I loved Terminator 2 as a 12 year old and how much it works as like it functions as a movie. Um, but I will try. <laughs> I will do my best. It is Terminator 2, more even more so than the first one. Terminator 2 is for probably our generation and people a little older than us, that movie was fucking huge. Enormous. Like, this is, it was a, it is right there with Jurassic Park as a landmark of special effects. It was everywhere in 1991, like, when it came out. It was, it is, it is, it's, it was bigger than Batman, bigger than Jurassic Park, It, it for, and, and for a rated R movie, too. Right. It, like, basically launched the MTV Movie Awards it's it's you know it defined like b well, the idea of a blockbuster for 10 years after that yeah and a blockbuster action movie too i mean and 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 it also i don't know how smart it was to do it for an r-rated movie i mean obviously that movie was made a 
ton of money, but um, it also was marketed to kids. There were action figures. There was a video. There were a bunch of different video games. There were, you know, th- there was all sorts of things attached to it. There was merchandise out the wazoo. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's as rated R movies go, and it's definitely one of those ones that was like a lot of kids like first rated right, R yeah. movie. <laughs> it, apart from some violence and language. some some swear yeah. language, it's not the hardest R in the world. No, it's not. Um, I mean, I'd say I'd say if you like compared it to The Dark Knight, I'd say it probably like it's a little harder than The Dark Knight, but not by much. I don't. They think. show the uh, the impaled. Right, exactly, exactly. Dark Knight, they're sort of awkwardly cut away from. <laughs> but um, but John Connor in for is is a kid. He's I mean, at least in the script, he's ten years old, and I think this. <laughs> The Terminator Two never really nails down in dialogue what year it is. Um, yeah, don't. Uh, we're gonna say right off the top. Do not try to figure out the timeline of any of these movies unless the date is laid out for you specifically, because it will break your brain. It really will. Um, but he, so he's a kid, and he's kind of a, a punk, and he's got this rude dude. He's very much like this '90s preteen or tween, and. Uh, I, it annoys me now, sort of as as an adult, but at the time I liked him. But the thing is, is he doesn't have an arc in that movie. He's like he's kind of static. No, the yeah. problem with all of these movies is that John Connor's arc is the one thing that's never shown. Right. John Connor is supposed to grow up and become the 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 leader of the the savior of mankind, and you see him. Once he's the savior of mankind, and you see him when he's, like, before Judgment Day, when he's uh, a little kid, or, like, kind of a bum, like, a like just sort of a vagrant, not has not, like, become the leader that he's supposed to become, and they never, ever figure out how to show that with John Connor in any of these movies. Right, and I mean, and again, I can kind of buy it in Terminator 2 because, honestly, it's not really his story. It's Sarah's story. She goes through the arc. She's the one who, like, learns something by the end of the movie. Her and her and, and the, the, Terminator. And the Terminator, right? They're they're yeah. the ones who are are going through the arc, and 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 John is sort of like facilitating that. And I think you can see hints of him becoming this leader, of him like having empathy for for people by telling the Terminator not to kill, by learning how to use all this technical stuff, like in hacking, yeah. and things like that. You see hints of him becoming like this leader, but really he's like this ten year old kid who's been bouncing around the foster care system, and he's like. Just a pretty good person underneath all of that, which is, yeah. you know, and I think that's, and the problem is, is that he's set up as this Christ-like messianic, you know, messiah figure, and, you know, he, you make him like Jesus Christ and King Arthur, and it's like, where do you, I think it like breaks screenwriters' brains and how to make him work. I know? don't, it, it's so, it seems so straightforward to me, is like, okay, what do you do when you know that, like, when your fate is predetermined, when you know right. what your fate might be, and you know that if you reject your fate, billions, humanity will die. Right, out. right. It's, it's up to you. But you also know if you choose to accept it, your mission, should you choose to accept it, call back. <laughs> uh, how the hell do you do that? Right. Like, like how you, you have to, like become the leader of humanity after the in the like the remnants of a nuclear apocalypse you know what you have to 
you know what you have to do, but you don't know how to do it. And the pressure of that, like becoming a leader, like I, like I mean, we're the one movie we're not talking about because it's not a Terminator Three is Terminator Salvation, which is what th- what I'm talking about. That's that's what that movie should have well, been. Well, right. But that movie makes that movie biffs it on John Connor like all of them. But so but like anyway, like yeah, Terminator Two. Also, it ends with them destroying Skynet, stopping Judgment Day. Terminators, good Terminators dead, bad Terminators dead. Sarah and John drive off into the sunset. End of movie. End of story. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty much, if you watch Terminator and Terminator 2 back-to-back, you will have a very conclusive arc, and you will have a very satisfying experience at the end of the day. You'll you'll walk out, you'll be like, my God, I don't need to watch any other Terminator things. Um, yeah. And, you know, Hollywood being Hollywood, uh, wouldn't, uh, can't let a, a good thing uh, can't let it set a good thing aside. And what are you going to do in that situation? You're going to have 12 years of development hell. Well, and and the uh, the the Terminator rights are sort of like even more interesting than. The... Oh my god! Well, we're going to get into the hot potato that is the Terminator rights, <laughs> like and how they bounce around from one production company to a next, and 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 because Cameron, when he made that first movie, signed off the rights so that he could be so that he could direct them, so he didn't own control the rights. Um, so that's why the Terminator rights are so fucked up. <laughs> but eventually, um, uh, I believe it was, uh, Kassar and Vajna, yeah. the two producers, yeah. uh, the Carol Co. guys, they, Carol Co. had, uh, had sort of flamed out in the 90s, and then they regrouped and started a new studio, and, uh, among their projects was Terminator 3. And I think they obviously approached Cameron, but... No one, he wasn't interested. He was busy doing whatever it is he was doing in the early 2000s. Well, I mean, uh, my understanding is that he, I think he was making Titanic at the time. And, and, oh, that's and, true. And yeah. the, the uh, Kasser and, and Vajna, 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 yeah, and, yeah. yeah, they uh, they approached him and Fox to be a distributor for, distributor for it, but Fox. Because Cameron was spending so much money on Titanic, Fox was like, "We don't want to. We're, we're not getting the Terminator. We're not going to do Terminator Three for you." <laughs> no, they yeah, because the, fir- yeah. the the first two, like I think, the first one I think ended up at MGM had the rights for a long time. Well, because I think it was Orion that originally released that, and then when MGM bought up. Orion's assets they got the first movie right and then they got they eventually got it with um they got the rights to it with when they when Warner Warner Brothers got it when they right. bought MGM and then T2 was artisan uh well well they owned it later I don't even know who I think it might have been Columbia TriStar who yeah. released it at the time every VHS but, I ever had was artisan right and then and then I think in like the late 90s early 2000s artisan entertainment managed to acquire it um. Because uh, the yeah, I think it was a Columbia TriStar thing. I think when it was released in '91. But it does you any version you have doesn't have the TriStar logo at the beginning. No, no, not anymore. No. no. And then and then when Artisan was acquired by Lionsgate, 
um, they had it. They at least had distribution rights, and then Studio Canal somehow got involved. Yeah, in, in, I think in it's like the rights to Terminator Two specifically. Yeah, t- like there's like weird things where you can't you like if you're doing a Terminator property, it can only be like a, or for a while. Maybe that's all different now, but for a while it could be Terminator Two, but it couldn't be the Terminator. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. T T two is one of those movies, sort of like Army of Darkness, where there's like six hundred DVD versions of it, right. and there's three <laughs> different cuts, and the rights yeah. are all over the place. Uh, so that didn't help matters. And then by the time they actually got around to make getting something off the ground, um, they they didn't. Uh, most of the actors from the original movies weren't going to come back because I think Linda Hamilton was like, "You're not doing anything new with Sarah Connor in this. I don't want to play that." She Sigourney yeah. Weavered out of it, and uh, <laughs> uh, Edward Furlong had you know he had personal issues, so they re- had to recast John Connor. And Arnold was like, uh, "I might be running for governor, <laughs> so <laughs> so this is my last hurrah." Yeah, and this this is the this is so here's my I have I have a lot of thoughts about the these movies in this franchise but if you look at all three of these terminator threes it's a lot of like meta text about arnold's career at the time yes much like <laughs> tom cruise in uh in the in mission, mission impossible, impossible movies yes <laughs> so the terminator three is the last hurrah of like younger like arnold looking like arnold like it's the last yeah. time he was jacked and it was the last time <laughs> he could resemble the Terminator of old, of yore. Right, right. And and so what you what you have is you basically swap out Sarah Connor's personality from Terminator 2 and place it onto John Connor, and then the rest of the movie is essentially a remake of Terminator 2. It, it's, I'm going to say it is interesting. It's a mashup. John Connor is a mashup of Sarah Connor in the first two movies as well. Yeah. Because in the yeah, first yeah, movie, yeah. she's like, I never asked for this and I don't want it. And John Connor in, in T3, T3 is the only movie from John Connor's point of view. Yes. Yes. No, absolutely. It's yeah. the only movie where he is the protagonist. Every single movie from T2 onward has a narration by some right. character, and that's the only one where it's John Connor. And yeah. so and and it's it was directed by Jonathan Mostow who did like He's a fine director. He did uh, Breakdown. He did um, uh, U five seven one. Like I, I, it's it's a well directed movie, uh, but it it kind of has that Ghostbusters two feel of like it's like a clean and bright version of what had been made before. Yeah, and it's and it's it's a lot sillier. Like it it takes the humor from Terminator Two, which there was a lot of, and like cranks it up oh, to yeah. eleven. It takes the piss out of it. Like Arnold is a cartoon character. He not in his performance, but in the way they portray him. Like right. from the start, when he goes to the like ladies' night at the men's strip club, <laughs> talk to the hand. Like all that all that stuff is like just so weird, and they. The movies feel like they have to one up the T one thousand. Yeah, and they and the the Terminators that they come up with are also increasingly stupid. That like there's no limitations on the Terminator in this, which is a female Terminator who has the ability of the liquid metal Terminator, but can also make guns whenever she feels like it. Someone in two thousand ish was watching Voyager and was like. Wait a minute, hot Borg lady. 
Wait, you guys, you guys, lady, lady cyborgs, lady cyborgs. Uh, Except for it, so, one brief detour where they considered making it a man and casting Vin Diesel because Fast and the Furious had hit. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be Famke Janssen. And oh yeah, well, she would have crushed it. Like she really would have. I, yeah. I will say every villain Terminator after uh, T from T two onward really makes you appreciate what Robert Patrick is doing in that. Like yes. because he's the one that every other Terminator actor impersonates. They right. all are like yeah. that sort of like lean cat like 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 way too calm thing. You know, yeah. Arnold is, you can't do, no one knows how to do Arnold because Arnold is Arnold. He's Arnold. he's hidden, <laughs> whatever acting nuances he has are behind the, the like, comic, the, the, like, the cartoonish voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, and the, and I mean, and, and the, the at build, least in yeah. this movie, the build. Um, and it's just, again, it's just, they try to just one-up the, it's just, they try to one-up Terminator 2, and they basically just copy Terminator 2, which I'm okay with. It's kind of this franchise's thing, which is we're just going to take the, the first movie and, like, do an exact replica of it. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, you know. and that would have been fine for T3 because it's a fun enough movie. Right. And it's, you know, it, soft reboot wasn't a thing in 2003, but is essentially a soft reboot because it's the first one that's, like... Whatever else is going on in that that movie, the ending is goes hard and holds up yeah. in 2023. Like I watched the end of the yeah. movie and I was like, it's still like, oh shit! Like it's pretty. Like no. the fact that they're just like at the end, they're like, oh, they failed. Fuck it. Like the world's dead. Yep. You know, the world's dead. They're gonna they're gonna form the resistance. Yeah. And you know, it's it's largely nothing happens in this movie in Terminator Three. Like from there's like. A big cool chase scene with the uh, with a crane that's awesome. Yeah, um, but like story wise, nothing happens. No. And one of the things that I think is so great about Terminator Two is that it does this thing with Sarah Connor, where in the middle of the movie she becomes a Terminator. You know, where she's going to go kill Miles Dyson, and I think it's such an, a fun thematic pivot that that movie does that none of these movies have the balls to sort of do. You know, they never kind of like are like, oh, we're going to we're going to twist the the formula just a little bit, you know, just for a moment, but the thing with T3 is that it it keeps setting up things that are interesting, like that they they couldn't find John so they went back to get his lieutenants. I would have right. thought, okay, what if that movie ends with John and like it as the movie goes he uh, keeps like sort of accumulating right. other people that are targets as well until he has a little like crew kind of like um uh outlaw Josie Wales where he starts out a loner and he sort of keeps he yeah. ultimately gets like people behind him and that the the movie ends with them all in the bunker or yeah why not if you're going to have a villain terminator uh like why not like and it's and it's like they keep sending back terminators only one of these movies has thought to try Arnold v. Arnold. Right. Yeah. Like, where's good Arnold and bad Arnold, as not just for one scene, but as characters. The like, whole movie. Try yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. I'm. It's, it's the, and every, everyone in T3, well, not everyone, but like Nick Stahl and Claire Danes are both good actors. And I think Nick yeah. Stahl is well cast. I, they just, they have zero chemistry. Uh, well, and, and, and the, the script for, like, the, the, John Connor as a character in this movie is just kind of nothing. He's supposed to sort of anchor the whole thing. And I think 
like what you were saying earlier, if the movie was him struggling with his with his destiny, and like, you know, if at a certain point he had kind of become this drifter because he hadn't had a destiny to fulfill, that's like kind of interesting stuff to work with. And if it's him, like like getting all these people together, becoming this leader, and learn, and you see him becoming this leader, and and you know, sending people on missions or whatever. That I think is the interesting movie. Yeah, if you, you if know? this had really been the first in say a new trilogy, T three, Salvation, and then one final movie that sort of like right. would complete the loop essentially. Right. That would have been really good, and that's like you know, Terminator Salvation is still like canonically a sequel to Terminator three. It doesn't retcon right. T three. But it, that is the one where it's like should be okay. The world is ended. I'm building the resistance. I have to find Kyle Reese and protect him the way right. you know he protected my mother. Like right. the the burden that John Connor has to carry. You talk. You, some of this is in the beginning of Genesis and in uh, the stuff you sent me. The the unused, unfilmed opening to T two. Just the burden that he has to carry. Like, right. I think there's some great drama well, there, but the problem with this franchise is it wants to keep going back and making Terminator and Terminator well, 2, right. which means sending shit back in time, which means ignoring 75% of the time loop that this franchise is stuck in. Well, right, and and if you're going to do a future war movie, to me, if you're not going to drive a truck at, like, the weird time, you know, time paradoxes, then the, the really, like... Like you say, the burden of destiny and the, you know, the father being John Connor being the father figure to his father is really fascinating. And like, I think worth exploring, but and like these movies like touch it and then kind of back away. They never want to like play that card. And one of the things that's weird about Terminator Salvation, and we don't need to get into it, but is that they make John Connor this sort of like late uh, two thousand you know two thousand nine protagonist who has like mommy issues and it's like no <laughs> it's like you can't play him like that I don't think that works yeah anyway no yeah. I mean well salvation has it salvation is the one that's the most frustrating because it's the one that's trying to do something to different do something different but yeah. it just it. It gets bogged down in, you know, obviously uh, it's clearly a movie that had a few different scripts and it's, <laughs> you know, it gets bogged down in a like a random new main character who is so boring and so yeah. useless. Yeah. Like, well, it, yeah, I mean, it's it, there's clearly like two stories fighting for attention and both those stories don't have a second act. My favorite thing about <laughs> Salvation was someone talking about it. And apparently during, like, development, they cast Sam Worthington, and they were like, you know, he just, he, he seemed like you can, he doesn't do the best American accent. You can hear his Australian accent come through. And apparently they were like, it seemed weird that the Terminator would have an Australian accent. And I was like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, but Austrian was okay. <laughs> Before we, I don't know how much more we have to say about Terminator Three. The ending fucking rules to this movie, like the you ending, said. Like it just is so good. Justifies its existence. Yeah. And if they'd followed through on that, T Three would just be known as like the weakest in a series in a really good series of movies. 
Like right. it's and, like and, it's not it, it's the one that's the least frustrating to watch because right. it's just kind of like it's 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 fun and like and it has some really good action yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, that, that truck every 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 terminator with the exception of one has at the very least a really good <laughs> truck chase. Yeah. And one of them yeah. has nothing but bad action sequences in it. <laughs> and we'll be getting um, there in just a moment. It's just, just a moment. But I do want to talk about the, um, what is it, the Colonel Candy oh, deleted God. scene. Colonel <laughs> Candy. Hi. Where Arnold's me. doing this horrible, like, southern accent to justify why it's Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, as the Terminator. That's, that's some, like, Star Wars prequel <laughs> tier, like, just brain melting shit you can find it on youtube it's yeah. it's basically uh <laughs> in real life the terminator was based on a man who looked like arnold but sounded like uh like Go- colonel sanders pile <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it sort of speaks to like the era that that this movie the terminator 3 came out in which is you know it's sort of it's not quite in the era it's just a little bit post the um, the Lord of the Rings movies, and so it's not quite in the era where we're making trilogies and we're gonna shoot them all at once. Yeah. It, but this is like definitely trying to set up a series uh, to to get a new you know a new yeah iteration of the franchise. The problem going. is it was also bad timing because it was coming at the one period of time where Arnold would have not been available to right, be exactly. in subsequent Terminator <laughs> movies. <laughs> during what I will say is the only misstep, misstep of his career, which was being governor. <laughs> he probably shouldn't have done that. I think he would agree with me. Yes, but the, I, this movie is definitely, or Terminator 3 is definitely a um, a last hurrah for, for Arnold because he keeps saying he's obsolete and he's like moving on and then he, he dies at the end. But um, as with all time-traveling robots... They come back. Ugh. He says he'll he says he'll be back, and he came back in 2015. <laughs> oh, did he ever for Terminator Genesis <laughs> for from the no director real... of Thor: The Dark World? That should have been your and first a, red flag. And a handful of episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's no Neil Marshall. That's for damn sure. No. Actually, Neil Marshall would be a great choice. No, for a I'm, I'm 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 mad at him still about that Hellboy reboot. Well, fair enough. All right, 2015 Terminator <laughs> Genesis. Uh, so the rights have played hot potato again, and now it's now we're making now Terminator. It, and this is also post the TV series, the Sarah Connor yes, Chronicles, post Salvation as well. Yes, <laughs> that's right. In the interim between 2002 and 2015, you have. Terminator Salvation, which I think was 2009, give or take. Yeah. And yeah. the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which ran from like 2007 to, to nine. Like, it, oh, no, it, 2008 to nine. Yeah, it was two seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It started off kind of weak, but it got better as it went. And it's, it's probably the strongest follow-up to T2 that there is. Yeah. I mean, and, and we can get into it. A little in a little bit, but uh, I think it, it it does because it doesn't have the budget to do like big action. It can kind of explore weird idea, the weird time travel ideas or weird character dynamics that this premise sort of creates, and uh, it that it just it's a great series. It doesn't end. It it 
I don't think they knew they were canceled when it was when its last episode when they finished its last episode. So it ends on a big cliffhanger. No, it, it ends the same way as Ash versus Evil Dead, where suddenly we're <laughs> just in the future. So. They're in the future. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. but uh, speaking, uh, it also uh, like Terminator Genesis featured a Game of Thrones actress as Sarah Connor. Uh, That's right. So Terminator Genesis comes out in 2015. It's now the rights are with Skydance, and it's a Paramount distribution. Right. Um, Cameron's not directly involved, but he did give this one his blessing. <laughs> yes. Have you seen that video? He's like wearing what I can only describe as like a shebag shirt. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he's like, if you're a Terminator fan, you're going to love it. He looks it. like, like Ellis baby. from Die Hard. In that. <laughs> he <Yeah>. does. <laughs> um, it, so, this movie, this is... Oh, man. Yeah. This is... Oh, I, I mean, this is clearly like... It's It's also... After after Terminator Three, all of these movies, well, Terminator Salvation and this are rated PG-13, which I think also hamper them a bit. Um, but... Uh, this is clearly trying to be a Marvel movie. Like well, this is the, like talk about setting up a franchise. Well, I mean, like, well, and this is like this is the one that is full of sequel bait. Like there's just so many like mystery boxes and like like weird narrative cul-de-sacs oh and all this just nonsense. And anyway, you want to dive in? <laughs> Everything you're doing is bad. That's what I want to say to this movie. Everyone. Well, everyone. Yeah, with the exception of two people, is woefully miscast in this movie. Everyone yep. is Every, woefully no, it is. miscast. Every single main character, except for Arnold and J.K. Simmons, are th- it are just wrong for the part. Yeah, like <laughs> They're just wrong for the part. Like, like all right, so it was going to be... They considered other people, all of whom I think might have been... I don't know if they would have been good, but they would have been better, because it was Amelia Clark. Brie Larson and Tatiana Maslany all uh, were considered for Sarah Connor, and I, I don't know, man. She's I, I don't want to bag on Amelia Clark. Like it's not her fault. Game of Thrones ended up the way it did, but it's like she's all wrong in this part. Well, it's uh, I think I mean she's fighting the accent a lot, yeah. which I think really hampers her. And like of the main of the cast, she's the one that fights the accent the most. Even though Jai Courtney is also fighting an accent, mm. but he just comes off as sort of boring, whereas she comes off as like she can't act, which we know she can. She's pretty good in Game of Thrones, but like in this, it just seems like she's never read dialogue before. Uh, and, like, and she's <laughs> written as because so in this version, Kyle Reese gets sent back to 1984, but Sarah Connor's not a helpless damsel in distress. No, sir. She. Uh, got trained by the Terminator for her whole childhood, and she's a a, 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 a sardonic badass. So everything yeah, so she now- says is either a wisecrack or uh, exposition, exposition, and she's all like laconic and disdainful. She's like she's written the way people that don't know how to write Ripley write Ripley. She's written like Ripley in Alien Resurrection. Well, or or like the way people don't know how to write Sarah Connor because it's like she's basically. Terminator 2 Sarah Connor, but set in Terminator 1 in 1984. But without any of the, like, heavy trauma that Sarah Connor right. and Terminator 2 feels. Exactly, yeah. And so, and I, I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like Amelia Clark, aside from certain shots where it's like, holy shit, she does look like a young Linda Hamilton. She just can't, like, 
she just can't pull the gravitas off. She just can't do it. Yeah, well, she that, doesn't even look know. like a young Linda Hamilton to me, because where's her big 80s hair? Like, where's my feathered <laughs> 80s Linda Hamilton hair? Like, yeah. you know, like, where's that? It, it's, I guess this is the point where we can give ourselves an out, because this is the question. Is Terminator Genesis a Terminator 3? Because it does not, with the exception of a T-1000 being in it, but not Robert Patrick, does not reference or and it actively retcons the events of Terminator 2. It is very aggressively trying to reference the first movie, but no yeah. mention of the second one. So we could just stop right now, Will. <laughs> well, look, uh, Sam, we watched the movie. We should at least talk about I think it does count, especially because it references Terminator 2 a lot. Maybe not in, uh, especially in like, bits of dialogue and like there are li- there are shots that are lifted and its main plot is lifted from Terminator 2. That's true. It is it's so. trying to reboot Terminator 2. Well, and that but the weirdest thing to me is that the this this movie's big narrative conceit is that the the timeline got screwed up and Terminator 2 basically got erased from existence. Um, and so leaving the characters to do whatever they want or leaving the writers to do whatever they want with this franchise. And what do they end up doing? They ended up just, uh, oh, we need to blow up Skynet before it goes, goes online. <laughs> you mean Genesis? The ultimate killer app. Genesis. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna connect my, it's gonna pair my phone with my car. With my car and my tablet. And <sighs> it is, it is truly like... On, on at least the filmmaking level, on the production level, it is truly such a lazy, lazily put together movie. <laughs> like every story, to, like every choice is like, I don't know, that'll work. <laughs> I do like how Skynet is portrayed in every movie, every one of these third movies, because it's like in 2003, it's it, 2003, it, Alien, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines is a great uh, depiction of what cell phones looked like, like, five <laughs> minutes before smartphones came on. Because everyone yeah. in that movie has one of those teeny tiny Nokias right, the size right, of, like, yeah. a pack of Post-it notes. Uh, my favorite thing in Terminator 3, though, is when uh, when the, the TX has to access, like, a computer network and a modem sound comes out oh, of her my, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> designing a robot to do everything as sexy as possible. Can you imagine if Robert Patrick or Arnold Schwarzenegger, the way they had to analyze blood was to, like, lick their finger all sensually? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That seems like bad. It's supposed... That's a real tongue. Like, like isn't yeah, that grown yeah. by the machines? That's not going to do anything. Well, no, not, not on the Terminator... Not on the TX, because that's, oh, like, I'm sorry. the... She's all she's all liquid she's, metal, but not. Yeah, yeah all right. Mimetic polyalloy, <laughs> liquid metal. But uh, yeah, this movie. Oh, this movie, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. And like, one of its biggest problems with the miscasting is is it's is Jason Clark as John Connor because Jason Clark can play a pretty credible like sneering bad guy. Yeah, you never he, feel comfortable with this guy. You can never buy him being like this is the savior of humanity. No, he, I don't trust him. He comes him. off so <laughs> creepy and unsettling even before he's revealed to be like the villain now. Uh, right. Also, his scar makeup is so distracting. So bad. It's and so, it's really bad. I, yeah. That's another one of those, like, that's a, that's a Star Wars, like, prequel, like, bad faith things. Like, 
no one cares how that guy in T2 got his scars at the beginning. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Right, they make a big point in Salvation to have like the Terminator yeah. like scratch scratch Christian Bale's face. It's like, come on, guys, yeah. we don't need to do this. No, it's it's like this one has like the least stuff in it that I like. It's got a few yeah. things I like. Uh, mostly, I like just Arnold. I like that yeah. a Terminator ages and a Terminator as like a parent, a parental figure, because that's an echo right. of T two, right. Yeah, I mean, and I like that stuff. I like everything that Arnold is doing as an actor, and it's it's sort of everything that I like about that performance in this movie is just done way better in Dark Fate. Um, but I, it's so funny that this movie, his his big tagline is old, not obsolete. Old. And so it's yeah, this is Arnold's back. This is Arnold. Arnold's back. He's coming back, yeah, everyone. The governor's <laughs> back. Don't worry about that affair. Don't worry about that illegitimate kid. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's doing his thing. Um, so I think that's really funny. But, like, the tone in this movie is all over the place. And the way that, that Sarah and Kyle just interact with each other, and the only way that they have any character interaction is either heartfelt expositional sequence, like, monologues, or they just bicker. <laughs> they just yell at yeah, each other it's really scene. It's like some, like, diet Star-Lord Gamora shit. It's like, it just, it's, they, have no, it's like they have no chemistry... Jai Courtney no. is another Australian actor that gets his American accent and loses all his charisma. And this franchise, for some reason, is crawling with these people. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I, I don't, it's like one of those things where it's like, for every interesting creative choice it does, I like the fact that it kind of drives a truck at the time paradox and it's like, we're going to kind of play with that. It then just was like, no, we're just going to do Terminator 2, the end of Terminator 2 again. Because this franchise... Time travel was a convenience. It's not the thing... <laughs> like, when you think of great time travel movies, do people... Do you think of the Terminator movies? Not really, no. no. I mean, like, really it's not, not Back to the Future. It's not the Time Machine. It's not... Uh, is there another time travel movie I'm not thinking of? I mean, there's... There's, um... Uh, t- time, and, time After Time. Time After Time. It, or, or, um... Uh... What's it? Time and again? Is that the one where Christopher Reeve goes back in time? Yeah. At the um, Looper is a great time travel it's movie. Not, it's not. It's not a live die repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Right. Yeah. No. Time yeah. travel is just a plot device. the The first movie got it all out of the way. All you have to say is, <laughs> "I didn't build the fucking thing," <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> Yeah, you have a character who doesn't understand how it works. The first movie literally says at the end, God, a person could go crazy thinking about this stuff. (laughs) And this movie is like doubling and tripling down on time travel sci-fi hooey. Like, the fact that when you time travel, you can have visions of alternate timelines. Right. And I just, as I'm saying this, I just realized, you know what they're going to try next with Terminator? They're going to fucking flashpoint this shit. They're going to have all of this shit folded in, and we're going to get a multiverse turn. They're going to get Terminators from the different timelines, so you're going to get a rubbery, de-aged Robert Patrick and a rubbery, de-aged Eddie Furlong, and they're all going to team up to stop Skynet because Skynet's going to wipe out humanity in every timeline now. Right, they just have to... I mean, I do think that there is something to... A having a Terminator movie where it is sort of like um, Edge of Tomorrow, where it's just he just he's stuck in a time loop and can't get out, 
and you have to like go through each loop over and over again trying to stop like, it like I a don't groundhog know. day but he's got to live 40 years every time <laughs> i kind of like that's kind of funny like i feel like that in the, if they ever made the john connor chronicles about his time in judgment day like post judgment yeah. day like that's a story you could tell like where well, he's right. like well if i screw this up i can try again i can do it again yeah i mean i don't know i think that could be I, I think you're right, Sam. I think I think this franchise probably works best as time travel is the conceit that gets you your unstoppable killing machine trying to kill somebody. Because like, like that's kind of all it is. The thing. Like if you do Terminator Salvation right, if you do a story about John Car- Connor, like learn how how do I accept? Okay, I accept my fate. How do I accept it? How do I become a leader? How, what good is knowing the ending if I don't know how to get there? Right. Then the goal, the end of the story, is him sending someone back in time and starting the story again. It's right. like the whole the whole theme of all of, of Terminator is fate, and it's you know we can cha- can we change our fate? There's no fate but what we make ourselves. Is the future set? And the answer is kind of like yes and no, because right. you know obviously because you need to keep this franchise going. Judgment Day is inevitable, right. and with or without John Connor. But also, with or without John Connor, someone else will rise up to save humanity. Right. Uh, it, I, I don't know where they were going with Terminator Genesis at the end. Because like, this one was the one where they had two sequels and a TV show planned. And I don't right. know where they were headed because it ends like Terminator 2. Only, right. and, yeah. and it's like Sarah, it's I, about Sarah, part of the movie is Sarah Connor's like, I am in control of my fate. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not just here to give birth to the savior of mankind. I have a choice in my life, but it doesn't fucking matter because she ends up hooking up with Kyle at the end anyway. Anyway, right. So, well, and, and I, I mean, I think they were going to do, I think the idea was to explore the John Connor side of the future and like him becoming this weird nanite terminator thing and kind of what that story was and Matt Smith uh, as Skynet, right. which it, I mean it, which is all fine, but it's just, it's one of those things where if all your, if, if the road leads you right to what Terminator two did or what a previous movie did, I don't understand why you're doing it in the first place. And you know, yeah. And I, I don't know. If you're going to look at things from the, like, machine's point of view, that's kind of interesting. That takes you into, like, Matrix territory. But right. these machines are pretty irredeemably evil. So, like, is that the way you end the loop? Do you do you pull a, a, a Neo and try to, for, like, find, a, like, peace with find them? Find a peace, but I, yeah. I, that's, I, that's, I don't know if that's, like, really what terminator style is like right i mean and and that's right i mean and that's that's the thing is is if you're is how do you how do you reconcile that i mean and for me i think the interesting story untold story in the terminator franchise is the is the one that this kind (laughs) of there's neptune this that this kind of hints at at the beginning um, whereas it's the capturing, it's the final battle with Skynet, the capturing of the time machine and sending everyone back in time. Yeah. Like that's the thing with, ter- with these movies. It's like, if you're in the future and your leader is this guy that seems to know everything in advance, would you trust him? Right. Is he a Terminator? Yeah. Like, like, right. I don't know. There's just so much you can do with that. But if you're, if you're, if you must, if you fucking must, because you're not going to, here's the thing. 
all they want to do is recapture their old glory. It's not a budgetary thing because these no. movies are always going to be mo losing money because of development hell on all of them. <laughs> Genesis is the second highest grossing in the franchise and the second highest grossing movie in Arnold's career. And it's still considered a box office failure. <laughs> I mean, and, and that like, I mean, and, and it, it came out sort of in the, the throes of the MCU, uh, MCU ascendancy and, um, you know, it uh, it came out the the summer of the second Avengers movie. Like it's, uh, I, I mean, it, it didn't exactly have um, a great runway to to box office success. But no, um, well, also it's the, the title is so stupid. Well, I mean, and, and that it too, because it never that the movie never justifies the spelling of that. Yeah, like what if you're why not just call it what it spell it correctly? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> It's a, it's a, a frustrating it's movie. In, it's an annoying movie too because it's it's very dumb. It's not like smart. No. Like the script isn't like really it's, smart. It's, it's sense of humor is stupid. stupid. Like fucking yeah. bad boys. Really? Oh my god! It's twenty fifteen. Fucking bad boys. Yeah, I had forgotten that that was. And at one point, all the main characters are arrested, and as they're getting their mugshots taken, bad boys plays over it, and it was like. Okay, did someone in the editing room, like, is this a joke that just sort of slipped in to the released product? Because uh, this is this is weird. Even for a franchise that has bad to the bone as a needle drop, like, this is weird. J.K. Simmons' character should have been, um... Uh, Dr. Silberman, right? Uh, no, I was gonna say he should have been Paul Winfield's character. Oh, sure. Because those yeah, guys yeah, don't yeah. die, presumably, in yeah, this yeah, timeline. Yeah. So bring uh, bring Lance Henriksen. Paul Winfield's no longer with us, but those guys are like my favorite part of the original yeah. movie. <laughs> like they had a lot of their stuff cut, but like they're they're like they're like John Saxon in Black Christmas. They're the cops in the periphery of the slasher movie, but they have so such good banter. Yeah. It's like, how do I look? Like shit, boss. <laughs> they are. They're great, and and. Cameron is really good at sort of like giving like minor characters like little bantery bits that he just give, sort of he gives, just gives them, them like a little, little bit of like yeah. life and humanity because yeah, yeah. you get some of that in T2 like the gross guys that work at the asylum or Enrique yeah, yeah. and his family or the foster parents or Bobby Butnick exactly, you know yeah. like and that's <laughs> the thing that's lacking in all of these movies onward like right. th that's the thing that's the first thing you notice in T3 is that it just doesn't feel like a lived in world like that and Right. And everything after that, all the supporting characters are either too comedic or too serious. and Or or just plot functions. I mean, yeah. they don't even, you know, like, the thing about Terminator 3 and, and Genesis, Dark Fate 2, to a lesser extent, is they just feel like sort of studio products. It's just, they, you know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, it is in Genesis's case, but it's, it just... Terminator, the first Terminator was made by a filmmaker who had something he needed to prove. Like, he, it's clear, like, he was like, I need, Cameron needed to, I like, I need to make a fucking movie and I need to make a good one. Yeah, because he's, he's like, made, I gotta get out of the Corman camp, you know, exactly. I wanna, I, it's like, and that was, and that became his call, that got him right, aliens. yeah, he, he was yeah. writing that and Aliens and uh, First Blood Part 2 all at the same all time. The same. He would switch yeah. different typewriters around the room. <laughs> And then, you know, and then same with Terminator 2, he's coming back to it and he's like, I've got all the money in the world, um, but I've got to tell a good story, especially because the Abyss had just sort of bombed and flamed out. Yeah. So it's like, it's, 
it's a it's a filmmaker and a storyteller who has like a passion and something to say um and the these terminator sequels just feel like sort of off the shelf stuff it's kind of like it's kind of crazy that there was a time where there were five ter- james cameron movies in a span of 10 years that's like <laughs> right it's ludicrous now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and now he's he's so powerful that he can take his time, and, like, he's very passionate about Avatar, and I love those movies, but they don't have the same feeling as, like, his 80s and 90s work. They just No, but, I mean, you could say that about any blockbuster director. It's very right. rare. It's, like, it's very rare. I mean, uh, you know, like, the stuff that Scorsese makes now doesn't have the same feel as the stuff he made right. before. He's not really a blockbuster director. Spielberg... Or, uh, you know, someone like that who's been making movies for 30 or 40 years. Obviously, like, when the stuff you made out of the gate is iconic and (laughs) game-changing, if you will, uh, it's going to be hard to replicate that. And, I mean, to Cameron's credit, he's he's making what he wants to make, and I don't think he really cares if we like it or not. No, no, no. I mean, I I don't think so either, but, you know, it's just... It's not the Terminator franchise isn't like the Alien movies where Fox at least was willing to be like I don't know you you have an idea for this try it you know and like let's see if it works the Terminator movies just don't have that it's not like oh let's get Robert Rodriguez and see what he yeah like, see his take on a Terminator they, they, movie. you they, know they've what I mean? been elevated by virtue of like every single one of them since two thousand three has to be like the one that saves and restarts the franchise and they've changed hands and there's no creative force behind like steering the ship. The only consistent person is Arnold and Arnold's not developing these movies. Arnold's coming in. Arnold gets, understands the assignment, but he's not, you know, he's not uh, like Kevin Feige or George Lucas or Steven Spielberg or someone like that. That's going to have a vision for where this could go. JJ Abrams, if you will. Yeah, well, and 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 the other thing about the the Terminator sequels and it, it, they just start cannibalizing each other at a certain point where it's like, oh, we're just going to sort of take unused ideas from you know from Terminator Two. We're going to take uh, we're going to take a, an idea from from Terminator Three. We're going to twist it a little bit. Oh, you know, Skynet's in San Francisco. We're going to play with that in this movie. And it's like it. Watching all the three of these movies back to back, it gives this weird doubling Xerox effect. Did you get that like experience too? Yeah, Where especially. It just sort of like, um, yeah, like it just sort of yeah, felt like and, and I, that's I'm why... seeing the same thing over and over again, and it's like, am I stuck in a time loop? Am I like, you know, am I going crazy? <laughs> I don't want to overpraise uh, Terminator Dark Fate, but I will give it credit for. It's trying to scale back the story like yeah. a little bit. All of that one is is we have to this Terminator that's trying to kill this person is really tough, and we have to figure out how to kill the, kill, kill it. it, and that's it. Right, and and it and that's pretty a pretty it's nice and clean until the movie kind of until twenty pages of another script inserts itself into the third <laughs> act, and it becomes a completely different movie. Genesis wasn't didn't make more money than God, so like that didn't work out. They canceled the two sequels. They canceled the spinoff show, and uh, it's time to play hot potato with the rights again. But uh, in, in this case, it finally comes back to 
James Cameron. Yeah. He finally has the he has the rights to his baby um, after all these years, after what, thirty five years later he yep, has the, the rights. The baby he never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but like well because now we're in we are fully in it's 2019 and the nostalgia era is at, at its peak john carpenter came back to halloween along with jamie lee curtis so we got to get james cameron back to terminator and get linda hamilton back as well <laughs> and and yeah and terminator gets its legacy sequels as all uh franchises older than 20 years yes yeah. and and like all of them the main character who found closure and resolution at the end of their last appearance is now a horrible, miserable burnout, living on the run. All her loved ones are dead and gone. And here, <laughs> every goddamn time. That being said, I think there is a way you could have made it work in this movie. But I don't think it's the way they did it. With Sarah Connor, where she right. shows up. Well, initially, we see her de-aged and uh she looks okay de-aged eddie furlong looks de-aged okay you, i don't know how what it is about arnold that you can't he you just, can't it, it, they don't know how to build a cgi arnold in the computer they, yeah they have tried they blew they, have, they blew god, by god they have tried they, tried, they blew <laughs> out the server uh make it using the young one for genesis and it's never worked before or since no but so dark fate takes a a a, a, a swing um, so that one opens with they've events of T2 have happened. They stopped Judgment Day. Skynet's dead, but they did send they kept sending Terminators back, and one of them finally kills John Connor, and he's dead. So even though he's no longer it's no longer required that he become the savior of mankind, he's dead and gone. Uh, jump ahead to present day, and it's time to set up like a whole new. That's where, like, it's like we're rebooting, but we still have Arnold and Linda Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. And I think what they should have done was have um, the main character, uh, uh, Danny, she's living in Mexico City, uh, set up that there's some crazy white lady that lives in her building, maybe, that, like, everyone knows, like, oh, she's a drunk, don't listen to her. She's, like... Seems like just a nice, weird old lady. And that's Sarah Connor, who has now, since John died, been hunting Terminators and looking for who is the new John Connor? Who is that person? So that the moment the Rev-9 shows up, suddenly she goes from, like, crazy old lady in an apartment, elbow to the drywall, pulls out a gun. Like, Like, instead of her, like, just being perpetually in some version of what she looked like in T2. I, I know it's just, it's just show don't tell like that's all yeah. like it's, I think, I think make her more of a, like she's so bitter and angry in this movie and she's so disdainful of Danny. And there's also this angle in the movie where the whole, the whole time the movie assumes that Danny is just going to give birth to the leader of mankind yeah, and there's that, this big that, twist that no, she is, and I'm like, that seems unnecessary to me. That seems well, that it, seems like someone trying to like respond to so- an angry redditor or something. Yeah, it, it it's very weird to build a twist around a character not saying something because the Mackenzie Davis character Grace knows this, and like every time that somebody brings up like, oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna 
yeah. give birth to the Savior. It's like, why doesn't she say, no, she is the Savior. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's like, <laughs> it's not like that's any bigger or less of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. What it should, what what would be a, I mean, if I think, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a you go girl, a girl can be the Savior of mankind. I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure, fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's, yeah. it just diffuses. It's, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, we need some sort of revelation to galvanize Danny's character into becoming more proactive. Just have it organically happen. Yeah. It's like, Sarah, that's yeah. what happens with Sarah Connor in the original. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it, you know, it, it, and Sarah Connor as a character in this can still be the way she is, where she's really gruff and really bitter and a massive yeah. drunk. But uh, I just think you could still have her be like, she believes in the mission. Right. Yeah, I uh, no, I, I'm with you. I think I think there's a certain level of yeah. There, I like this movie for a good portion of it until I don't, um, and then it it, it kind of goes off the rails for a good twenty minutes into the the climax. Um, and I, I but I do think you're right. I think these the, there are decisions made, creative decisions made along the way that just make make. It may, it limits Danny's character a lot in the way that she's portrayed. So she kind of becomes just part of the background a little bit. She doesn't really become a character like Sarah Connor did in the original. Um, I love having Linda Hamilton back. I think she's really good in this. Um, uh, but she, you're right. She's just gruff and she's very angry and bitter and pissed off. And it's kind of hard to take. I mean, she, she's kind of the version of um, Laurie in the, the Halloween, uh, you know, legacy sequels, too. I think it's you just know? that it should have changed what her motivation was. Right. And it no, could no, no, still no. I, be, because part of her arc in T2 was her learning to be maternal. Right. It's It's like there's she has two arcs. She learns to be maternal and she learns to trust our, uh, the the T-800. And... This one, she has to have that arc all over again, right. which is yeah uh, fine, but I think you need to give her... She, you, it robs that character of her humanity and makes her feel like... Just like a variation on what she what they do with Amelia Clark in Genesis, and I think that they that's a disservice to the character, especially if you're bringing back the Sarah Connor after all these years. Right. Yeah, no, I, and if and you're going to do her dirty in the first five minutes... You have to like give her, make let her be proactive. You know, in, yeah. b- besides saying I hunt terminators, you know that's right. That's, I mean, well, that was one of those things I have in my notes. It's like so I I hunt terminators and I drink and I'm like, where's that fucking movie? I want to see Terminator, Sarah Connor, Terminator Hunter. I want to see that um, and I want to see the the origin of Carl's draperies. <laughs> that too, but but I think part of the also the problem that this movie has and it's really annoying in this movie because I don't think it needs it is so much sequel bait. Like, a lot of stuff you feel like, oh, okay, we're going to learn all about this shit in the next movie. Well, like, Genesis does that, I think, more well, I mean, so. Genesis so this is the one, worst. Like, watching but, those yeah. two back-to-back, this didn't bother me. This one, I was kind of like, where are we going now? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. where are we going yeah. after this? Like, are we going to try to stop fucking Judgment Day again? Like, well, I, the least I mean, interesting-looking uh, future so far? Yeah. It's where, where yeah, uh, Mackenzie Davis and Umbrella Academy guy are... <laughs> That's, are running running around in, it's, in it's like, like the, in this is Starship the, Troopers uh, yeah, yeah, uniforms. Yeah, it's very Starship <laughs> Troopers. You're right. right. It's very. It's you know. It's very um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow too. It really Suddenly is. Suddenly the Terminators yeah. look like the aliens in Edge of Tomorrow. 
Yeah, and they can do that thing that the the aliens in Edge of Tomorrow did. Man, Edge of Tomorrow is a really fucking good movie. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. <laughs> you know, um, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, and and you know, they Cameron put together like a whole like writers' room for this movie and like its two sequels that they had developed, mm. and one of whom was Josh Friedman, who is like. Uh, the the showrunner on Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't feel and, salty at all going into that. I, room. I I can't. You know, he also was part of the Avatar writers' room that Cameron set up uh, too. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to bag on James Cameron, but this man does not give me like showrunner throwing it to the room energy. No, right? Anything I've ever seen him do. No, it's so funny that it's like, yeah, I'm setting up all these writers' room. It's like, what, do you, have, like, come do you on, know guys, who you no, are? no bad ideas, no bad <laughs> ideas. It's just like, didn't you like scream at a PA and make him cry at some point? Like, what? Anyway, but I, I, but my understanding is that Josh Friedman, like his major contributions to this whole thing, was like the the sequels, and I guess they were going to deal more with like. The machine, the future stuff, and the machine side of things. So <sighs> the thing is, that's the thing with Salvation that I like is like they were like, let's just get there. Why do we? Yeah. keep <laughs> we did this. It's it's, it's <laughs> like T three laid it out on a plate for you. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like just you know, just keep I mean, even if you yeah. don't do a movie that resets the counter and and sets judge puts like resets Judgment Day, you still could do it because it's it's the future is not set. And, yeah, and everything exactly. that happens in T1 and T2 is the future of a past that takes place in the future. Right. So I show, mean, yeah, it, it's technically a prequel. Like, right, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, so, I mean, I, I like a lot of Dark Fate, but there's a lot that's frustrating about it. And part, I think, the problem is, is that there are, you know, four other movies, no, uh, three other movies behind this. Right. Yeah. Three other movies behind this that it's like have been trying to do the same yeah, thing I mean, that this movie's doing. This the this movie you know. it's probably the strongest in my opinion, or at least it's got the yeah. the I'd say T three is the most like consistent throughout and the least yeah. frustrating. This one has enough good stuff in it that I'm frustrated that it A that it didn't follow through with any of it, right. and B that the movie was the biggest box office failure of all of them, which is unfair. But I also think it's that th- this franchise has burned up all its goodwill with audiences. We exactly we, we, yeah. we love Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we like those first two movies. That's it. <laughs> no one is asking for any more Terminator movies unless you can probably unless you can do something wildly different. Or, right. or completely start from scratch, which is a tall order, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, it's it, 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 it's hard because it's just stuck in this loop of, like, uh, I guess we have to redo the first movie or the second movie again, and we have to, like, just do it over and over. And, like, the characters are stuck in this time loop yeah. over and over again. <laughs> it's, it's like, um... All the interesting stuff in this movie is stuff that you could flesh out in a TV show. Like, the most interesting thing in this movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. He's he's the Terminator. I I really want to talk about him. He's the best part of the movie. His performance is really good because he's doing, subtly doing stuff that's a little different than what we've seen from the T-800 in the past. He's not all rigid. He's not T-2 or T-3. And he's not even like Pops from Genesis. The way he talks has like is a little more human. 
he's like he uses like contractions and he's yeah. I don't know there's some it's hard to the dog like like they do little things like the dog like he has a dog right. that does not freak out at him like yeah and I mean and, and like and and he's really funny and has like these great like deadpan one-liners that just that land like I was laughing really hard and he's like and I'm also very funny like <laughs> just like I mean, Arnold's really good at comedy anyways, but, like, that, like, it just... Well, he you know, fucking like, gets it, man. He understands yeah, that character yeah. and the changes they make to the character. It's really an interesting angle is what does a machine do when it's completed its mission and has no purpose? It goes and it finds a new purpose, even if that's not to be a Terminator. And it right. ends up he ends up yeah. being, like, a family man. And it's kind of right. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And there's just so many, like, weird little asides, and he becomes a draper. Like, he, he owns a drapery business, and you're like, I want to know yeah, everything about this. you have to tell this. me everything <laughs> about Carl's draperies. <laughs> and he's like, also, he's like, and I've been collecting guns because I'm sure that, that humanity will, will collapse eventually. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, because he's still a machine, and yeah. he concedes that he's a machine. He's like, I don't love like humans do. But, like, yeah. he's... The ultimate conclusion of where you get with the T-800 in Terminator 2, where he finds value in human life and he regains his humanity and it's not just programming. And it's, I think, right. and, the, and like, and he feels remorse for killing John because he realizes what he, he, he took away someone else's purpose as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think all of that stuff works and I just wish, I just wish that once you meet Carl... That the next twenty minutes were not this weird CGI blobby chase, chase yeah. sequences with well, giant planes. We go <laughs> and Sarah meets this military guy who we have no, we don't know, and we've never met before. But he, Major Dean, I will say, is a good bro. Like he yeah. <laughs> really goes above and beyond for these people that are about to get him killed. <laughs> like he's like he like rolls out the red carpet onto the military base for them. It's like he shows up. Suddenly, we're in this uh, this sequence to get a weapon that ends up not working out, and there's this elaborate plane chase slash battle that doesn't it. And it's coming off of like a couple of action sequences that are really well put together. The and the, very kinetic. Yeah, too, the truck and, chase yeah. at the beginning is great, and the uh, the chase at the detention center is really well done. Yeah, and this just kind of. I mean, it's it's a crashing plane, so it's deliberately weightless, but there's, like, a weightlessness to the action, and then it just gets kind of, like, cartoony, like, where they yeah, land and, and they fall, go underwater on the at the dam, and it's like, okay, if none of the, it robs the, it robs the stakes from the thing because you never, you start to be like, okay, nothing's going to kill them. You know, right, like, they and, should be dead by now. Yeah, it just feels like something that was taken, it was removed from one of the Fast and the Furious sequels. Like it just, it just feels like it came in from another movie, and that like it just, it's like it just becomes noise at a certain point. And then once it gets to the final fight, I'm kind of invested. It's be, it, that, fun, that final like, battle like reels it back in really well. Yeah, I think you could yeah, have just I like, changed the way you got to the last ten minutes of the movie. Exactly. And and I like all that. I mean, again, it still ends with trying to kill a Terminator in kind of an industrial situation, which every single one of these movies, all six of them, end like this. <laughs> yeah. 
even Terminator Salvation, which is trying to do something different, is like, this is how it, it ends. It still ends in a foundry. I don't know how this <laughs> always just, works out. <laughs> At least this is slightly different because it's a dam and there's a big right. spinny thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I, and I do like Schwarzenegger's final for John when he you know no, sacrifices it, it, himself. I like the, all the that. The things and... that work really well in this work so well. I, I just I I don't know where they were gonna go after this. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I mean maybe it was gonna be forming the resistance, and you know I guess it probably would be having maybe that the movie that maybe should have been this movie, which is. Sarah Connor actually being part of the resistance and helping John Connor set it up and all that stuff. I don't yeah, know. But like, it doesn't really bug me to change John Connor to some other character because right. I feel like they've had their chance to do something with John Connor as your protagonist and they have utterly failed. <laughs> you know, it, it really, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of insane to me how badly yeah. they have botched John Connor as a character he has not been the protagonist of one of the movies since 2003. And the only one yeah. where he should have been the protagonist, they just shoehorn in Sam Worthington for no reason. <laughs> and we're going to literally go even further because they were going to, they, they were literally going to put Christian, it was going to be another, John Connor was going to die. Because going to be a robot. He was going to die in that movie and he was going to become a robot. And the, like every one of these movies post Terminator 3 figures out a way to like kill John Connor in different ways which is like and, well and also he's killed in Terminator 3 too because they talk about him being killed in the future yeah. so he's killed in Terminator 3 he's he's turned into a robot in Terminator in uh, Terminator Genesis that, and he's, see, and then he's killed on screen see, in Dark Fate that is character <laughs> gold you survived the apocalypse and you know that your ultimate fate unless you shoot yourself in the head right now, is you're going to have to lead a brutal war to save humanity, send someone back in time to, like, make you, and right. you don't even get to live to see the future that you fought to build. Like, right. what, what, like yeah. that's... that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's Jesus. Well, like, right, that's the last I, I, temptation of Christ. But, like, I think that's really good shit. No, I, I mean, I think I'm there's so lots annoyed, of... I'm so annoyed, Will. No, I, I'm with you. And I think there's lots of other, like, thematic material to mine, too. Like, if you have the... the if you have a Man on a Mission Terminator movie set in the future where they're trying to get the time machine, you have one sequence where they have to reprogram Arnold's character, you know, the Terminator, to be the protector and it's like oh hey here's you know here's this father figure to john connor and the terminator and i have to be a father to my actual father biological father who's younger than me now like i that's like all fun thematic stuff and they had and like, all of that in place for salvation because they also they did they really because bale yeah. would have been a great lead uh, yeah. Anton Yelchin is great in that movie. He's fantastic. So as Kyle good Reese. as Kyle yeah. Reese. Like he he nails it. Like Jai Courtney, uh, it, he's just miscast in that part. Well, so here's the thing: the thing about Jai Courtney is and the other person they like wanted he... was Boyd Holbrook from The Predator. So he actually might have been. Good uh, and because... um, Garrett Hedlund. Garrett Hedlund might have he, actually been okay. He might have been okay. okay. He could have. Here's, been, here's, uh, the here's the thing. Here's the thing about Kyle. Here's the thing about Kyle Reese. You have to look at him and be like. I think you smell bad. Yeah. <laughs> how they introduce him in contrast to how you introduce Arnold is this 
he doesn't land in a superhero pose. He's scarred <laughs> up. He's wiry. He's like stealing pants from a homeless guy. Like yeah. he's you're not supposed to think this is my hero. This is the, this is not the guy that's going to seduce Sarah Connor to make the right. like no. It's, I mean, it's it's a testament to Michael Bean's performance and the direction of the original that it works. You know, right. it's hard to it's hard to rebottle the magic of a a movie, a beloved classic from the eighties. We keep coming back to this, Will, <laughs> and no one learns. No one has learned. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, and I think that's and the problem with Genesis is that it really does revisit the first Terminator to a really like absurdly like macro microscopic level and doesn't know why the first terminator works everyone is miscast in that movie except for (laughs) the the truck driver who who he he nails his what the hell but (laughs) the the punks are wrong like i'm sorry i know bill paxton bill paxton was a friend of mine you sir are no bill paxton (laughs) where's your tire tread tattoo you had one job (laughs) <laughs> and and the homeless guy who gets his pants stolen is is all wrong. He's like thirty years younger too. It's like that guy took any his line delivery yeah. of that guy took my pants is like hilariously bad. Well, it's whoever like, they, that guy took my pants. It's whoever they cast in the original, <laughs> it felt maybe like a little too real. Some, well, no, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least they. I mean, I would have forgiven it if they'd brought back a, a, a de-aged Dick Miller at the gun store. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what you see here, pal. I may close early today. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it's two of the greatest movies ever made, and then a series of very frustrating false starts. It's 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 much like The Predator, except Predator 2 is no Terminator 2. But uh, yeah. it's it's just yeah. like, I don't know, man. Get your get the rights in order, and then figure it out what it is, if anything, you want from these movies. You, Arnold is an asset because Arnold uh, clearly has a better grip on this material than most of the people behind the scenes. But yeah. there is enough to do in this franchise that you don't need to keep coming back to the same formula over and over. Right. Exactly. I mean, and, and it just I know that there's like an anime series in the works or something right now. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the the Sarah Connor Chronicles has its problems. Like, it doesn't entirely work. But I think as, like, a continuation of this franchise, I think it was the right way to go. And it deals with little, like, small ideas that wouldn't right. work in a full movie. No. But it, it's, it's, it, it gives every... That overall, it has more breathing room. I don't think it's, like, a masterpiece by any means. No. But it was some really interesting stuff, and... It, it just it comes off better compared to how all the movies have turned out. Well, right. I mean, it's because and the movies are all like stuck and you know in in the the blockbuster era that they come out in. Yeah, you know, that's true. Terminator Terminator Three feels like a two thousand three blockbuster. Uh, Terminator Genesis feels like something out of twenty fifteen, trying to ape the Marvel J.J. Uh, Abrams mystery box formula. You know, and then and then Dark Fate feels like a legacy sequel. It feels like Halloween, uh, the Halloween twenty and twenty seventeen, and Halloween ends, and probably you know, Exorcist Believer. And I'm sure that one too. It's just like let's uh, let's bring back the old guys so they can pass the torch to somebody else. Are you excited and, uh, for another David Gordon Green pair of part threes because oh it's a trilogy? God, oh, God. Oh. we're gonna have to cover it. Yep. Oh man. Yep. 
I'm gonna exorc the OG Exorcist three looking better and better every day, baby. Do you think that this uh, this this new Exorcist is going to reference Exorcist three at all? Or <sighs> the third one is going to use the font, just like <laughs> Halloween ends. <laughs> I don't know. Are they going to reference Exorcist two? Two, right? Yeah, that's that's the real question. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with those movies because, uh, much like the Terminator movies, they already did a pretty good TV show. <laughs> I just, it's, it's one of those things, it's like, what more is there to say about this? Like, Exorcist 3 is a good movie. It's, Will, it's a Will, have you seen, but what if it was two kids? <laughs> you just you just write Exorcist, but then write S with a dollar sign. Like Which Cameron doesn't make sense because the original movie had Exorcists. two exorcists. It's Exorcist, I know, I know. Exorcists. <laughs> 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 Um, well, on that note, we are, uh, officially in spooky Halloween season. It's October, which means it's going to feel like fall in about three months here in Los Angeles. (laughs) Uh, and it's your turn, Will. So what do you got for us first to kick off spooky, spooky threequel season? All right, Sam, I think we've teased this, uh, a lot over the, uh, as the, the year and a half or two years. I don't know how long we've been doing this, but, um, I think it's finally time to get to become the Daywalker. And we're going to do Blade Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, kicking off the season with a bad vampire movie and a bad action movie and a bad part three all in one. I do love WWE and Triple H is in it, I guess. (laughs) All right, yeah. And And it continues, we just talked about a david goyer joint so we might as well do That's another right, we did. yeah 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 oh, whatever his contribution was to that writer's room con- contraption that james cameron put together I, i'd like to believe he would say things like you know when i did blade trinity and james cameron would like throw a wadded up newspaper at him like shut up <laughs> or just whap him with so the newspaper. you've written good no. movies david goyer why do you keep coming back to blade trinity <laughs> Why don't you talk about the Batman ones? Nope, nope. Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity. <laughs> Nailed it. Best Ryan Reynolds superhero movie. <laughs> it's, the first, anyway. It's the best Ryan Reynolds superhero threequel uh, until Deadpool 3 comes out. Yeah, which uh, at the moment is stalled in strike problems. Well, so. Whose fault is that? You know? <laughs> well, not, not, uh, not, not the makers of that movie, no. but just... <laughs> hopefully by the time this episode drops maybe the wheels will like they're they're back at the table so hopefully maybe we can just all i can get back to uh you know continuing to not have a job because i'm in the animation (laughs) guild right exactly you and me both we're just continually unemployed we have ideas about how to fix the terminator franchise so call us Hire us, and we will uh, we'll do the Terminator movies right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can't. We, we we will either do them right, or we'll do a whole new type of bad. So, <laughs> which would honestly be a nice change of yeah, pace you change for this it up. franchise. And we don't have to put yeah. Arnold in the movie, but can we meet him? Can we hang out? I want to. I want to <laughs> go to his like mansion and hang out with his like donkey with and his, his, with Sh- his donkey. Shetland yeah. pony stuff. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But before that, we must uh, deal with another 
80s and 90s action stalwart, uh, Mr. Wesley Snipes, in what apparently was one of the most unpleasant Hollywood blockbusters <laughs> to work on in recent memory. It's going to be a lot to talk about with Blade Trinity. Most of it, maybe not super flattering, but, and, and on that note, speaking of things we could have done to fix it, we will talk about our secret fix. Our one, and, and it, the one thing it, that it, it, it didn't happen, and it will never happen, but if it had happened, it would have saved the movie, even if everything else was the same. It it would have it would have turned a very like mediocre to bad movie into a oh my god is this the best movie ever made maybe yeah. maybe I would have made a couple <laughs> of uh, subsequent tweaks just to enri- oh, enrich yeah. the experience like yeah. I say this as a writer but don't let writers direct <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but until then uh, will uh, always a delight this was. Uh, these movies are certainly it's a rich a rich experience even if they're all pretty pretty flawed yeah i mean and, uh, you know we uh, we bonded one night uh, over getting progressively drunk trying to figure out the uh, how many time loops have <laughs> been in the terminator franchise yeah this is like when salvation <laughs> was coming out and we sort of had a long aol instant messenger exchange about yeah. like just like the time travel and is there no fate but what we make? It got really right. heady, and, you know. Oh, and and how many? How many? Lo- I think the big question was how many loops were there? I think it, have there been? Yeah, it's sort of uh, like trying to figure out how many days are in Groundhog Day. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and uh, as it turns out, none of the movies are worth that much thought. So. <laughs> Well, maybe Terminator and Terminator 2 are, but... (laughs) But you're having so much fun that you're not thinking about that. That's true. I mean, and and, yeah, those movies are like... That's the other thing uh, before we sign off. Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 are like expertly paced movies, whereas the rest of these are like not. (laughs) (laughs) That is a thing I will say, and I think I said this on the Alien episode. If you only know James Cameron from titanic onward and not to say titanic and avatar and avatar 2 are bad movies but they're very creatively indulgent movies he's not a man that needs much like george lucas he's not a man that need that really has anyone giving him notes and he's not a man that really needs does a lot of self-editing so he's gonna put what he wants on the screen it wasn't always the case and if you go back and read like watch terminator and terminator 2 and aliens and read the script for aliens that is tight like that shit he he made everything work and everything was pushing back against him including his own ego and (laughs) like that man there's a reason why for a guy that's only made like what seven movies over 30 plus years he's considered one of the most important directors in filmmaking yeah yeah he's yeah Somewhere, a film student, like our fellow Hampshire students' heads are going to explode. He's blockbuster Kubrick. Yeah. No, I mean, he is. I mean, I think, you know, he's he's just one of those guys that understood cinema at sort of like a, 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 a on a DNA level that he just knew how to, how to make those things. And now he's so powerful, he can put whatever the fuck he comes up with on the screen. Yes, which is interesting. <laughs> which is admirable and interesting, but, uh, you know, I think... One of the things that when when I was growing up, I got this this Terminator Two script book right after I had first seen the movie, 
that not only had like the production script but also had like extra scenes that they that were written that were cut but all the scenes that were also cut out of the movie anyway and eventually put back into the special edition but also had all these little notes being like this is why this scene was cut this is why this scene was changed this is why you know this is what it was on the shooting day but we they didn't have enough time to do it or they didn't feel it worked so it's why it's different in the yeah. initial film like what's you know, a it, more interesting making of story avatar the way of water or the abyss like digital water or real water and that's not a knock on avatar 2 because that's that is a massive cinematic undertaking the amount of visual (laughs) effects that have to go into that and still look good and have weight and it's tons of people go into it and i can understand why after making the abyss you will move heaven and earth to make sure your next water-based adventure is avatar 2 well, not only making the abyss, but also making Titanic oh, as God, well. Right, yeah, <laughs> he made that after he made the abyss. You know, it's like, geez. <laughs> you'd think he'd be done filming on water. That's the thing, though. I think on a, at deep down, he's still a filmmaker, which means he's still a glutton for punishment. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, they're doing they were doing all that underwater motion capture shit like for, for Avatar two. So <sighs> it's like, man. He, he, like, it's, you know, he, he has all the resources to put whatever he wants on film, but he also is like, I'm going to make it hard. Yeah. Next up, <laughs> he's going to set one of those guys on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, all right. yeah. Um, so next time, Blade Trinity, a movie that is bereft of, uh, it's, well, I'll say this. It does, it does have interesting making of information, which I'm sure we will go into. <laughs> we will have to go into. Yep. And uh, I mean, and it's. It's at least like kind of amusing in the way that it, you know, it's I, I, it's not a good movie, but I, I every time I watch it, I do fu- have fun watching all it. All right, so. well, that's all that matters. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but that's me. <laughs> but uh, until next time, folks, I hope you're having a, a good start to the Halloween season. Uh, enjoy uh, the crisp air wherever you be, and we'll see you next time for Blade Trinity. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <sighs> you you could have said, I'll be back. I know. Yeah, I know. But I, I, it's like a tease for the next one. Even though he doesn't say it in the next No. You know, oh. <laughs> fine. I'll be back. It's too late. You ruined it. <laughs> oh, fine. No, no. Right. Well, we, we will be back. And until then, hasta la vista, baby. Oh, that's even better. Why didn't they think of that? That's why my name's first. (laughs) 